Hey everybody, welcome back to The Hustle. It's John Lamoureux. Okay, this week is a really interesting one. I'm curious what your thoughts are. Everybody knows the Millie Vanilli story, right? We don't need to rehash that. Well, a few months ago, I was thinking, whatever happened to the actual people that sang those songs and played on those songs? What's their story? And so I went down a rabbit hole and I found John Davis. John Davis was one of the singers of Millie Vanilli. In fact, he was more often the fab voice. There was Rob and Fab. Rob had sort of the huskier voice. Fab had the lighter voice, and that was John Davis. And I thought, I want to hear John Davis, John Davis's story. So John is American, but he, in the Army, went to Germany, and he's just stayed there ever since. After the Army, he's a local musician. He's playing with many German artists, uh, touring with bigger bands. He meets Frank Farian, and Frank and asks him to come be a part of this project that he's working on. Now, now, John has no idea that this is a Milli Vanilli thing. He thinks he's just recording songs for a producer getting well paid. Later on, he sees that his voice is coming out of Fab's mouth and uh, finds out what's really going on here. All the while, he's still kind of maintaining his own music career. So anyway, I thought it would be super fascinating to find out what John's story was. What I want to point out to everybody especially is that John makes his own music. And in 2009, he put out an album called Running Back to You with his musical partner, Roland Mueller. This album is fantastic. It, it reminds me a lot of Seal. I'm a huge Seal fan. So, you know, it's got that soulful R&B voice, but the music is a lot more organic. It's not like, you know, drum loops and hip hop or anything like that. It is beautiful. I love this album. So anyway, I thought it would be really interesting to find out what is the John Davis story? What went on behind the scenes? How did he get recruited the before, during, and after? Okay, here's his story. He called me from his home in Nuremberg, Germany. Okay, so for starters, John, let's talk about how you even ended up in Germany because you're an American. Why did you, as a black man, end up in Germany of all places? Well, you know, that's why all black people ended uh, in Germany, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> right. That was a good one, wasn't it? That was good. So, no. <laughs> no, no. No. Uh, I ended up in Germany. I was in the army. You know, uh -huh. some people go to South Korea. Some people go to go to um, other places in in Europe, mm -hmm. stationed. And I got stationed in Germany. Okay. So I got stationed, yeah. Where are you from originally? South Carolina, Anderson, South Carolina. Okay, okay. 120-something, 125 miles from Atlanta, Georgia. Okay, okay. And you, so you've been in Germany since, uh, this, uh, since the early 70s, right? Yeah. 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 I got into the Army in 1976. Oh. Uh fell in love and mm. came right back after I got out of the army in 76. Wow. And now, was the intention always for you to make it as a musician or were you doing other jobs and fell into music? No, 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 no. My my, my, my family, my father, my father, uh, he died in November. Um, my, my mother died much earlier, but mm. uh, my father was a core director. He played piano 
bass guitar guitar he's taught me some stuff uh, how to how to play and um, my my one mission i had on this earth was to be a common musician mm. and, and to play music yeah okay so what kind of opportunities were there in germany in the 70s the opportunities were here because you you had a lot of soldiers here mm. you had a lot of soldiers here and you had a lot of uh, black people here uh, black white who yeah. did music I, I gotta tell you this i they sent me to uh, germany and when i came to germany uh, a lot of my friends said, oh, no, you go going to Germany. They don't have really clean water. And, mm. and, and you, if you have an accident, you, it's your fault and everything like that. So when I came to Germany, the first time I came to Germany, I ruined all of that. And I and like two days later, I was in a band. Really? Uh, yeah, I was in a band. I, I became in a band. It's called Bumholder. That was the city. Hmm. And uh, played with a guy who fell asleep on his piano every night <laughs> when we played. Uh, yeah, he, he, he like we, we were playing in the middle of the night, he fell asleep. <laughs> and then we had to play the show further. He had a sleeping sickness. I think he was in the Army, I don't know how many years, but he had his keyboards and everything. He was the keyboard player. He used to call, and the name of the band was called Sound, Sound Unlimited. Sounds hmm. Unlimited. Hmm. And that was so funny. Sounds Unlimited. And this guy would go to sleep <laughs> after one set. After one, after one set, after one hour, he would go to sleep. And, you know, you know, I, I got to tell you this. One, you know, we, we, we were playing in a club. I mean, we played in army clubs. Uh-huh. So we played in the, on the army clubs. And the people were dancing and everything. And all of a sudden, you just hear long, long tones going like, <laughs> and then you, and then you, you turn around, and you know who it is. Yeah, <laughs> you the know guy who it is. Sleep on the piano. <laughs> he's, he's, he's the boss, and he's sleeping on the piano. Oh, that's great. That <laughs> and people so are, and people, and people are laughing in the audience. You know, you're pointing at the, point, so you just try to keep keep it going on and yeah. and make it like a like a show. Uh -huh. I wake him up, and then he is he going back. Yeah, y'all got to continue. So we <laughs> we continue the show. <laughs> that is great! Wow. Sounds unlimited. <laughs> Sounds unlimited. I will never forget that name. <laughs> Sounds unlimited. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So then, come around then to the eighties. Did you have a relation? Did you know who Frank Farian was? And you guys were friends, and that's why he called you to be on this project. Or were you, did you get no, recruited? No, or no, no. I played with a guy called Kurt Kress. His name is C-U-R-T. C-R-E-S-S. Kurt Kress played for Freddie Mercury from Queen, played his solo album. It gives a solo album from Freddie Mercury. Okay. Mr. Bad Guy. It's called Mr. Bad Guy, and it's a great album. Yeah, yeah. And my friend is Kurt Kress. He's okay. the drummer. Wow. Your he, friend is the drummer on Freddie Mercury's solo album. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And so I played with him like seven years being a lead singer. Uh-huh. Playing bass, guitar, and sometimes a little keyboards okay. with Kurt Chris. I played with Kurt Chris. It gives the album called Kurt Chris, and it's only one guest play, player on the album. That's me wow. playing 
slapping bass. I got one song on there I'm playing with him and no okay. other musicians cool Kurt Crisp is like the godfather of, of all musicians drummers here playing in Germany he played mm. for every he even played in America he played in America for a lot of artists and stuff so okay. and I was his bass player and, and singer it was nobody over here could kick our ass like like, mm. like we did as mm -hmm. bass you know I'm playing like Stanley Clark and he he also played with Stanley Clark he played with a lot of different people okay good to know so you were friends with him and Frank knew him Frank knew him and, he, and Frank Farron used to come to the shows okay. uh, uh, he used to come to the shows where we played and uh, I was like the lead singer and the bass player we toured things up yeah we had the best musicians, keyboards, guitar players, the best you could possibly get here in Germany. And then we was playing not, uh, we was playing jazz rock. Okay. And that, that direction, jazz rock music. Own compositions. Really? No composition from somebody else. Jazz rock. Actually, when I met Kurt Chris, I played in Frankfurt in the, in the Mesa, you know? It's where you sell instruments. It's like the Nam show in, in, oh, in, sure, in Los sure. Angeles. Yeah, okay. So and I played and I played with Billy Copham. Really? Wow. Billy Copham was the drummer. Yeah. Representing the drums. And I represented the bass guitar called Ebenez. Oh. And I played with him. We were just rocking together. Bass That's and right. drums. Okay. And then Kurt Chris came to me and he heard me playing. And he said, hey, you want to play in my band? <laughs> 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 you want to play in my band? And that, that's, that's how I got started. So, okay. and so with, with Frank Farian, the, the other situation, Frank came all the way cause, cause, because Kurt Kress played for Bunny M. Kurt Kress was oh. the drummer for all of Frank Farian's projects. Okay. Mostly. Okay. Mostly. So did Frank then, Frank, it sounds like, recruited Kurt to come be a part of this project, which I don't know if it was even called Milli Vanilli then. And Kurt no, 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 no. Oh. Frank, Kurt, Kurt had nothing to do with that. I, I met Frank a couple of times at the shows. He came to the shows. We shook hands. Hello, like mm -hmm, that. Mm -hmm. So what happened was 
I did an album on the countryside here in Germany hmm. uh, with a friend of mine. His name was Manfred Radke. Mm -hmm. He um, had a studio, uh, a studio on the countryside. I think it was like five houses in the whole place. And he had a studio. And he let me do everything I wanted to do. I, I played guitar. I played keys. I drums. I wrote. Mm. We slept. <laughs> we smoked. We did everything. And we completed the whole album. And so what happened was I went to uh, South France uh, with a friend of mine, South France. Mm -hmm. And uh, I wanted to sell my stuff. It's called the, uh, in, in South Francisco. Madonna was there. Can. Isn't that yeah. where the Cannes yeah. Film Festival is? No, yeah, 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 Cannes Festival. So yeah. I went there one evening. And I, I went there like like three nights had a hotel and everything, so I went there. And I went to CBS, I went to the other, other companies. So, I met Frank Farrington there too, it was, you know, the big parties, everybody mm -hmm. was there. So when I got back home, the company, some companies said, well, you know, that's not what we want, blah, blah, blah. Frank Farrington calls me up and said to me, you know, I like it, I wanna do it, but you're doing rock music. Mm -hmm. I, did, I, I, I did rock music like, um, Brian Ferry. Oh, interesting. Very nice. I did Brian Ferry music. I, I was a big fan of his. So mm -hmm. all the music I did was rock and Brian Ferry. So Frank Ferry called me one day to a studio and said to me, John, uh, I, I saw you at the, the show down there and I want to talk to you. I got your, your CD here, what you, what you gave me. But uh, you're a black guy. <laughs> so why are you why are you singing this kind of music? And I said, you know, man, I love this music. Mm -hmm. And he said to me, you know, I would like to have you as a guy singing like Billy Ocean. Oh, very nice. He yeah. said to me, why why you don't why you don't you know we I I will sign your contract, but you have to do the 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 the, the, the way like Billy Ocean. Mm -hmm. And I went home really sad. Mm because I didn't want to be a Billy Ocean. <laughs> I didn't want to be a fucking Billy Ocean, man. <laughs> so I went home sad, and, uh, and my friends, Kurt Kress and all these friends said, man, Frank Farney, I said, everybody was telling me, Frank Farney, man, you crazy. Uh -huh. That's the guy offering you a lot of money and to do an album, and this and that, you gotta do it. So I, that's what I did. Hmm. Okay. And you agreed to be the Billy Ocean, I guess, then, huh? You know, I didn't come out like Billy Ocean that, yeah, that yeah. much, you know, because, yeah. you know, the, 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 uh, what a lot of people don't know is I'm the only one from, from Millie Vanilli who did a, a solo album with Frank Furrier. Oh. And my main, main single was called Who Do You Love?
Frank Farian sing all the background vocals on it. No way. No, I didn't know that. And all the musicians who played Frank uh, played for Milli Vanilli did all the music for Milli Vanilli. Oh. The big hits played on my album. Okay. Okay, that makes sense then. Okay. Now, so how was this project then explained to you? What what was it were you thinking when you were recording these songs? By the way, are are you the you're the fab voice, correct? I'm not I'm like the fab fab voice, but I sing a lot of other voices also That's what with, I thought. with Brad. Right. With Brad too. So the the situation you explained to me was I had to deal with Frank Farian. He, he I signed the deal eventually. Okay. And then uh, he, he he told me to come down to the studio one night. After like two months, he said, "I have a project. I would like for you to do something on try." So I went. He said, "Come at twelve o'clock at night." I said, "Twelve o'clock at night? Damn, that's like 300, 250 kilometers." So mm -hmm. I said, "Okay." So I came down, and he said to me, "Let's try this song." Uh, this is the first song, girl. I'm gonna miss you. I knew it from the start you would break my heart, but still I had to play this painful part. You wrapped me around your little bitty finger with your magic smile. You kept me hanging on the lovers' cross a while. You put your spell on me. And I jumped on it, and he said, you got the job. No way. And he gave me a lot of money, much money than than you normally get for a studio job. You know, okay. you know, you know, a normal studio job, I'm getting like, I say like 500 to to $1,000 a night when mm -hmm. I'm doing a whole day. So, but I got like 10000 Ooh, really? I got, I, I got like $5,000 in dollars. Okay, okay. You know, so yeah. so I, I I did a job. So I said, let's do another song. So I went home like with like twenty thousand dollars. Interesting. Now something I've always thousand dollars, and you know I didn't do "Girl, You Know It's True." You're not on that song. I didn't do that. Okay. I didn't do "Girl, You Know It's True" because Charles Shaw did it, and he fired Charles Shaw yep. because Charles Shaw they had a big problem and whatever. But all the other songs I did. 
Okay. Okay. So okay. And 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 girl, you know, it's true. Was the biggest song sold in America? Uh huh. Not girl, the... girl, I'm gonna miss you. Was the biggest song. Girl, oh. that's true. Was not that biggest sold song in America. Oh, I didn't realize. Okay. Yeah, girl, I was I'm in high you. school when those songs yeah, came yeah. out, and that was. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry for you. <laughs> well, that was the. <laughs> I'm just joking, you. I'm joking, you. Man. Well, those that was like the sad. That was, those songs <laughs> remind me of driving around with my friends on Friday nights, trying to find something to do. You know, because those yeah, were the songs yeah. that were on the radio. Yeah, find something to do. That's, that's good. Right. That's right. Yeah. So, so that's that. That what happened, and and actually. I had the contract for John Davis before Millie Vanilli. Mm. That's what that's what makes me sometimes angry because people were saying, "Oh, these guys didn't look that good," and blah blah blah, you know. Mm. But the situation was, I got the contract from Frank Farren before I even knew Millie Vanilli existed. Right. So he saw something that was good enough to sign you, right? He signed me. I'm yeah. the only one who did an album. Yeah. I had the deal before yeah. Millie Vanilli. That's crazy. That's wild. So when you're recording then, girl, you know it's true. Do you know ahead of time that he's going to find these two guys and, and the whole scheme, the whole well, plan? I didn't, I didn't, do you know any uh, of that? A time. I didn't do Girl, You Know It's True. True. So, so we have I to mean the back. whole album. I'm sorry. I meant the whole album. The Girl, You Know It's When he's working on yeah, you know, yes, yes. Nothing, listen, listen, listen. He came, he came to me. He came to me. And he. what, what happened was, uh, I came that evening and I sang one, two songs and I got that, all that money mm -hmm, for the songs. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So he said to me, when you come the next time, you go in my, and you go in my villa and you go downstairs, when everybody is gone, I will call you up. Mm. So you see, he called me up. He called me up and said, come, now it's time and everybody was gone. So all the other, other, uh, every any artists were there. Any other artists was there was gone. Mm. He kept us separated. Mm. Okay, okay. Um, so you just think in your mind, I'm singing on a project of Frank's. Who knows what it'll be? Some kind of dance yeah. album or pop album. Yeah, it's just, okay. it's just like it's just like the Falk Corporation yeah. from okay. Toto, the guy oh, who's singing point. Toto. He's, yeah. He wanted he wanted me to sing on that, but you know this guy's up there. He he was too high, and I said, mm -hmm. I said Frank, I can't sing so high like the guy who's singing Hold the Line." Right. <laughs> good one. Fuck, good. man, to stick something in my ass. Do you think you can sing that? <laughs> okay, so then let me ask. <laughs> that is so funny. Okay, so let me ask you this: When it starts to become, what does Frank? consult with you at all that like hey I think what I might do is hire these two guys to kind of go around and lip sync are you involved in those conversations at all those conversations was not meant for me ah. I never met these guys to later okay okay so how did you feel then when you let, 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 me, let me tell you this okay um, before I met anybody also, the people who were saying really on me, really, really, I was a lone guy sitting in, in, in Frank Farron's villa downstairs in the swimming pool to do anything I wanted to do until everybody left. Mm -hmm. I learned a lot from him. 
just for example, Stone Cold Big Brother. Mm. I confronted him with it. I said, that's from blood, sweat, and tears. <laughs> he cut the whole thing off and said, if you don't steal, John, you will never become famous and never will make money. Wow. Blood, sweat, the, the song is called Big Brother. from blood sweat and tears blood sweat and tears huh okay wow interesting that was one of my main groups that's why i knew it blood yeah. sweat and tears was like yeah i yeah. love them love them yeah 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 hey okay. i love them yeah. so so that that was that, that was the situation with frank in that situation uh people talk about him really bad but i i want to say to you before we go any further he learned me a lot in mm -hmm. the studio Sometimes I would be in the studio and he said, no, not that way, this way. He said, look at this, what I do now. So he showed me a lot of things. He believed in me more than all the other people from Milli Vanilli. You can name them. Yeah. He never did an album with nobody else except me. Yeah, yeah. That's a real compliment to you. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a compliment for me. My song was the hit song called Who Do You who do you love? Yeah. Let me ask you, I want to ask a couple of like business related things that I've always been curious. Number one. Okay. Okay. Good. I'm curious if you had to sign an NDA or anything like that, where What's you had a uh, non-disclosure agreement where you were bound to secrecy. You couldn't no, tell No, I never anybody. signed a piece of paper saying I would never say anything. You never signed, had to sign I never si I never signed some paper saying I would never say anything like that. It, w it came like it came. And he said to me, don't say it, you uh -huh. get this money, and that everything was cool. Yeah. And then later, the day the, CD, the album was finished, he, he brought me up from the keller, from the basement, uh -huh. and he said, because I said to him, I said, you know, I know this guy's voice, Brad Howard. He said, no, you don't know him. That was the beginning. So then later he told me, now it's time for you to meet the other people. So mm. we, I came up. And I said, no, you, Brad, you're singing, you fucking singing, and you're singing. So we knew each other. Oh, everybody, but okay. he kept it. He kept us. He kept us from us for for, for from the whole time. Huh. So okay. The situation. And Except then Charles Shaw. I never had nothing to do with Charles Shaw. Yeah, I I think I read somewhere that he got released from the project because people were afraid that he might talk. 
or not? No, well, he got released from the project because he, he did talk. So oh, he did. But uh, okay. well, I wasn't listening. I didn't want to be a Millie Vanilli. Mm-hmm. The truth is, I signed a contract with Frank Fryer before I even knew who Millie Vanilli was. Okay. And then another business-related question I've always wondered: How did you make any money on that album as it would? Sell, go on to sell made, like four or five million. I made no, for sure. For sure, I made money on the album. I made I I made a lot of money on the okay, album. Okay. Uh, I I I won't talk about how much I made. You don't have to. But I made a lot of money on the album, and and uh, the most important thing is what what happened to me. You know, I hadn't had enough money to to. I bought me a house. Mm-hmm. I had everything. Everything was good. Everything was great. Mm-hmm. And then one evening, I was sitting home watching my TV. And I saw Fab singing, Girl, I'm Gonna Miss You. <laughs> and that fucked my heart up. Yeah, yeah. I, it just fucked my heart up. I just seen Fab singing, Girl, I'm Gonna Miss You on a boat with a lot of nice girls. Mm-hmm. It wasn't nothing about the nice girls, but it was about he's singing, Girl, I'm Gonna Miss You, and everybody thought that. But you know what happened? The radio stations here in Nuremberg, in one, in one to where I live, they were always saying, that sounds like the same voice. Mm. This sounds like the same voice. Mm. So that's how everything kind, kind, of, kind of came out. Got it. Um, at the end, at the end of the situation, I played with my band, and uh, I had a great band, and we played in the city here, and I didn't know, notice it, but uh, Fab, Rob, Rob called me on my telephone before we went on the stage and said, John, we need you now on the stage. We want to have you on the stage now, and we want to have you to play with us. And I was going like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and, and Frank Fryan called me and said, don't talk to them guys. John, <laughs> no, you're going to be the ones who come on the stage and do the whole situation. Mm. And I was just laughing, and then we went on the stage, had a good concert, me and my band. So that's that's what happened. And then after that, everything came out like it, like it came out yeah mm, okay okay when you were watching their them become more and more successful and winning grammys and the videos and all that kind of stuff did you how were you feeling when you found out when you saw that were you was it really exciting because people people are actually hearing your voice or was it scary at no. all that like people might no, get well, found well, out well what you what you asked me i did, did i explained it to you it's okay like uh, it was not I'm, I'm listening to them every time and, and listen to them and what's exciting like I just said to you I saw the, yeah. the, the one time I sit yeah. at home okay. in my living room and I'm watching the girl I'm gonna miss you on the show yeah. and I'm watching Fab sing using my voice uh-huh. and I was like uh, disappointed looking yeah. and down disappointed because of the situation but, but a lot of people were, all, were already seeing that sounds like John Davis. Right. So. Okay. I didn't know if you were aware of you know the how big they were becoming and kind of watching it from afar. Oh and, yeah, yeah, okay. sure, sure. I was watching how big they was becoming. But you know what? Let me tell you this. Um, you, you're a musician. You you get paid like three hundred dollars for a session. So and somebody going to give you a hundred thousand, and you're you're making the money. So so they tell you, don't. You just be cool, and and you, you're gonna make so much money. And so mm-hmm. the first night I I went home with like thirty forty thousand, 
D-Mark. I don't know how much it was in, in, in English and dollars. But I called my girl. I said, I'm so happy because I was singing on the songs. It wasn't, at the first beginning, he didn't tell me that it was going to be singing for somebody else's voice. He told me he was, it was a project. Mm. And every and different people were singing on it. Yeah. That was the situation. So I thought it's a project, and I'm singing on it for a project, and my voice is on it. And then later, then find out that my voice will be used exactly for, for that. Yeah. So okay. it's the same like same like Bonnie M. Yeah. Um, okay. In that, in that situation. Okay. So then afterwards, what is the fallout of all of this? So it it. Uh, you know, they found they get found out. They return the Grammy. Um, that's it for the both of them. You guys eventually go on to make an album um, called Moment of Truth as the real Millie Vanilli. that was only ever available in like Europe that didn't uh, did you have high so, hopes so, for that no no first of all when when Fab and Rob said they want to give the Grammy back and John Davis and Brad out to get the Grammy I said I didn't want the Grammy mm -hmm. it stays it's in it's in YouTube mm -hmm. I said I didn't want it I didn't want the Grammy because it was their faces and our voices and uh, I was uh, like uh, uh, mad because people were saying, well, these guys didn't look like this and they didn't look like that. You know, music's not about that. It's just mm -hmm. like the monkeys. The mm -hmm. monkeys never fucking played mm -hmm. one thing on the album. Mm -hmm. The monkeys. Yep. Hey, hey, it's the monkeys. They, they, they were superstars for for me. Mm -hmm. The monkeys, I love like crazy. Mm -hmm. Me too. But they never sing one song on the album. Yep. So it's it's so it's it's the same situation like yeah. like like what 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 you what you, you you're telling me now, yeah. and then and during the years, I played for so many groups here in Germany, bass, and so many young boys who could not play but they looked good, so they put them in front. I played the bass for them, and they were like slamming like they're slamming the bass, and so you you kind of get used to it, but. Uh, when something gets, gets big like that, then you don't, you can't get used to it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. Yeah. You know, listen, man, I played, I was the bass player of Eric Burden. Yeah. I played, I sang for, 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 for Luther Vandross. I played, I played bass for people you wouldn't imagine I played for and guitar. So I played for all these stars and everything like that. That was my life. Mm -hmm. My life was not Millie Vanilli. What made me angry about Millie Vanilli was because Frank Farron told a lie. He said, you know, people were saying, uh, putting images up. Would you buy this the same record if you knew these guys look like this and look like that? You can't compare me with Brad Howell. Right. Brad Howell was like 10 years older than me, mm -hmm. but he was a great drum drummer. Mm -hmm. He played on Grace Drums yeah. album. He played on Bunny M album. He was wow. a great drummer, okay. a great musician. So okay. what they did for to us was not right. 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 So then tell me then about the the Moment of Truth album uh, from the real Millie The Moment Vanilli. of Truth album, it was the time when I said to Frank Farin, listen, we, 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 um, we, we went to France, we went to everywhere you could imagine, Japan, we went to all these countries, and, and I, I had an artist, and his name was Ray Horton. Mm. Ray Horton was my artist. Okay. I sold him to Frank Farin for a lot of money. Because really? he looked like like Rob. Oh, sure, that guy. Yeah, the one on the cover. Yes. I sold him to I sold him to Frank Farin for a lot of money. Really? Because he was on a contract with me as a producer. I produced. I had a studio. Okay. And so what happened was, we went to all these places and and all these places. And people, you know, people. He looked. He, Frank did his hair like him. Uh huh. Moment of Truth, mm -hmm. the album, and everything. But it didn't. It didn't take off. It didn't take yeah. off like that yeah. because you know it was, it was four people instead of two people. Yeah. yeah. And you 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 can't. You, you got two guys like Fab, Fab and Rob. Mm -hmm. You know, me and Fab, we worked last week. We were in 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 Chekai. We played for one thousand four hundred people. Last nice. Week really. Wow. Yeah, me and Fab have been working together since four years. That's great. We, me and Fab have been working since four years. We tear the stage up. Fab is singing Good. like hell. He's rapping. And we was last week, 1,400 people, and we just tore the stage up. People went crazy. We're going to be in Berlin uh, and on the 20th, 19th and 20th. That's great. That's great. That's my, that's, that's my brother. Yeah. That's my brother. Good. We talk all the time. Good. And now it gives Frank Farron release. It's going to be a film called uh, the Millie Vanilli story. Oh, it's from guys who who are really big here in Germany, like Till Schweiger. Oh, um, sure. Act, I've heard that. That's an actor. Yeah, he's a he's a actor. He's a writer too. Oh, and, okay. And and the film is going to be uh, going to be made. Okay. So so that's the situation. Excellent. Me and Pepper, like brothers, we talk. We we've been working four years. We've we've played uh, for. 20,000 people, uh, Bunny M, we've played, we've told the stage job the last week, and check out, we just like, just burned the stage job, me and Fat. Mm. It was the first job since a long time. That's great. So, uh, okay. Great. Well, let's talk for a minute about the music you've made since Millie Vanilli. I only, the only thing I know of is running back to you, 
which is so fantastic. Oh, that's my album. When you feel it says right, and it feels good to you, you gotta let her know. Try to hold on. I love that album. That, 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 thank you, man. That's that's my album. It had nothing to do with Frank Fire and Millie. No, Millie, you're on like your own that. now. Yeah. I ha- I got a friend. I got a friend. He's calling Roland Müller, and he's he can play any kind of guitar shit you want to have him to play. Mm. And we sit down and we wrote the songs together, and produced it. It didn't come out really big, but. Um, the musicians are on it, and we did that, and that's what we love. And now, now the, the the funny situation is, we are going back into the studio again. I just built a studio. My studio just finished last month. That's wild in your house, right? I just finished a studio last month, and Roly and my friend Roland Mueller has a studio also, and we're gonna start writing. We're writing songs again like that. Listen. This is what I love. Yeah. This music, what you hear there, that's what I love. Yeah. Uh, it's Millie Vanilli was just a, uh, a situation in my life where, where it happened. I didn't have no control over it. Sure. I even did a song, an album with the Nuremberg Symphonica. Really? It's, it's uh, when you look in with John Davis, uh, John Davis in the Nuremberg Symphonica. Okay. You will see me playing with the orchestra with like 80. 90 people. That's great. I've seen tree of green, red roses too, and I see them bloom for me and you. And I think to myself, What a wonderful world I see skies of blue Clouds of white Bright blessed day In the dark 
I'm doing songs. I did songs like from Wonderful World with the orchestra, and it was like 70,000 people open air. Yeah. John Davis and the Nuremberg Symphoniker. That's great. And so, and he just called me now for my birthday. I had a birthday on last Monday, so he's uh, he want to talk to me again to do some stuff with with, with the orchestra. Okay. That that's what I love. Yeah. Really, Vanilli is just uh, that's just you know thing. you know when I when what I want to tell you, when I played with Eric Burton, me and Eric Burton, we were Central Bay. We drove together with his Corvette. When I played with certain people, that was my that was my life as a bass player. Mm-hmm. I'm a bass player. I even made a, a bass guitar called Warwick Thumpy. I, I was on the NAM show in, in Los Angeles. I played with uh, Three Dogs Nights. Ooh. I played with... Uh, yeah, three dog nights, man. Wow. I played with, I fucking three dog nights that I played with. Uh, <laughs> and and you, listen to this. This this is the big story. I, with my wife, we, my friend, he played my bass guitar. What I made, what I what I designed. Uh huh. And he was the bass player from Santana. Oh. Really. He was the bass player from Santana. Yeah, no and, and and I and I was here in Germany. He said to me, he said to me, "Hey man, I'm gonna leave Santana. You want to have the job? Come to America." I sold all my shit and everything <laughs> else, and I flew to Los Angeles. And I took my dog, my family, everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's the bass player from San, from Santana. That's why I had a I had a I had a gig with him. With the drummer from Pier Collins. Oh. The drummer from Pier. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I lived there for one year. And I was waiting for this guy to leave, uh, Santana. Uh huh. And, and he called me and he said to me, Hey, man, I'm not leaving Santana. Uh, after three weeks, I was trying to call him. <laughs> and he said, I'm not leaving Santana. So, uh, so I was stuck there in Los Angeles. And I sold my dog, sold my furniture. My wife was pregnant, oh, and boy. I came back to Germany. Oh boy! Oh boy! That's a trip, man. Wild. Listen, listen, that's that's a that's a trip. The bass player from Santana. Yeah. 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 Wild. Um, okay. So, is there? I mean, I just want I want to make sure that I adequately share with my listeners and anyone else listening that the Running Back to You album is so fantastic. Somebody should tell you the truth Tell me where you're gonna run to You ought to stop and change your mind You don't really wanna leave tonight, girl I don't really wanna let you go Situation like these take some time I say, ooh, 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 where you going? I say, ooh, 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 change your mind 
If there are, do you have a number of solo albums? Because it's hard to search by John Davis. There's lots of John Davises in the world. So how many yeah, solo know, albums you do you have? You know, I have a lot of albums. Okay. I did, uh, I'm one of the first electronic shit, like Boosie Collins. Uh, before that, I did, I, I just got, I had a deal now in England where I did electronic music. I played oh. all electronic music like, uh, wow. Wow, you won't believe the electronic music I did. I did electronic music. Sounds like Zap Band with oh. this instrument. Zap Band. And uh, John Davis, I, I produced uh, an album with the first guy who brought Deep Purple over to uh, Germany. And uh, Running Back to You was my situation where I said I want to do again yeah. this kind of music. That's it. That that's John Davis music. Yeah. That's John Davis music. That's me. Oh, it's so and, good. And and my and my guitar player, I love him. He's he's a, he's a great guy. Good. So now we like I said we 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 we're collaborating again, mm -hmm. and now we want to do uh, another album in this 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 direction because a lot of people get the wrong situation by Millie Vanilli. A lot of people got the situation Millie Vanilli. Oh, these boys, they were, you guys were ugly, and this was this, that, mm -hmm. and Millie Vanilli songs, and this mm -hmm. and that. Mm -hmm. You know, I and people, now when we go to jobs, me and Fab, we, we, we go since four years. But we don't play long. We play 30 minutes. We play with Snap. We play with these groups like that. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Mr. President. Yeah. And we play, with these, we play with these groups, and we do 30 minutes. It's good money. Good. But uh, but it's not it's not me. Yeah. You know, it's not me. Yeah. It's just it's just to it's make the money. Sure. And and when and when somebody come to me and say and ask me about Millie Vanilli, and I'm gonna tell you this is my last words. I just say, fuck Millie Vanilli. <laughs> Listen. I just say I say to them, fuck Millie Vanilli. You know why I say that? Because listen, man, do you know where I came from? Yeah. I was the bass player for fucking Eric Burton, House of the Rising Sun. Yeah. I was the bass player from 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 that person to that person. Yeah. I played guitar and bass on their album. Uh, I was the lead singer from Kurt Kress who who did play drums. He was the drummer from Freddie Mercury's solo album. 
Yeah. What are you asking me about Millie and Millie? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, you know, take, you, you know what the Americans say? Take the money and run. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> you know what, you know what I'm saying, you, my yeah. friend? Yeah. Take the I money do. and run. I do. Well, uh, John, thank you so much for talking with me. I just thought I didn't know the full story and I didn't know if it had really been told. And if it is being told, it's focused on Millie Vanilli. And I wanted people to know where you came from and what you've been doing since. And I hope we've been able to capture that on here. Thank you thank so you much for much, talking with friend. me. You bet. Thank you, you bet. Thank you very much for talking to me. And we'll be looking forward to to the film that will yeah. explain and show a lot of things. I can't thank wait. You. You're a really nice guy. Thank and you. Thank you for loving uh, my, my album. Absolutely. Coming back to you because that it means much to me, this album. Coming back yeah. to you is a great album. All right, there you have it, John Davis. Such a good guy. So nice. Now, I wanted to close it out with another song on the Running Back to You album. This is I Will Be There For You. It's probably my favorite song in the album. Here's the deal. John and I did this interview a few months ago, and I went to put it out a while back, but Running Back to You was no longer on a streaming service. It had been before. That's where I heard it. So I've been holding on to this because I needed John to get the album back on a streaming service so that you all could hear it, because I think it's great. And I didn't want to put this out there and tell John's story and tell you how great Running Back to You is if you didn't have the, uh, the opportunity to hear it. So anyway, go check out Running Back to You, John Davis, Roland Mueller. It is so good, okay? Now, next week, we are going to be hearing from one of the greatest voices in rock history. Not really a one-hit wonder, but is primarily known for one gigantic, overarching hit for sure. Great guy, by the way. Uh, huge thanks to Yan, the man, my right-hand man. Thanks, buddy. You guys can find us on Facebook. You can like our page. You can send us a message on there. You can... Find, uh, send us an email at thehustlepod at gmail.com, or you can find us on Twitter at thehustlepod. We may have a bonus episode coming out later this week. I'm starting something kind of new. Uh, I'm, I think we're going to call it Book Group. There are people who write books that are music-related, that are great, that aren't necessarily you know, Tuesday episode, definitive episode fodder, but deserve to have their stories told and their books discussed. And so we're going to, me and a buddy are going to bring on an author. We're going to try this a few times, see what happens. Usually independently published books. So anyway, look for that this weekend. If it's not this weekend, it should be next weekend or soon. All right. Thanks, everybody. We love you.
We'll be 